21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. What tips do you have for employers struggling to retain quality employees and versus uh, empl- employers looking to renew their teams? Right. Well, I think employer branding and, and thinking about your corporate culture or your organizational culture is more important than ever. It means a lot to people in this job market. So the experience people have, whether whether it's a candidate trying to break into your organization or someone who's on your team, that experience that they have needs to be carefully managed. And people are much more concerned about fit in a position mm-hmm. and with a culture than they ever have been. And they want meaningful work. So providing that meaning um, can be very important. And the candidate experience really needs to be inviting. And once you have them on board, you need to be showing them every day that you care about them. And we often know a lot more about the career aspirations of people we're interviewing than we do the people who have been with us for years because we've stopped asking that question. How to start asking that, those questions. Right. I'm a big fan of what I'm calling the stay interview. Everybody's heard of exit interviews where you, you ask the questions, mm-hmm. why are you leaving? And you know, try yes, and make exactly. the workplace better so you, so you don't lose people. Well, are you asking those questions of the people you already have on board to prevent the exit interview? You take time on a regular basis to ask some simple questions. You know, how are you feeling about your job? Is there something that you're doing you wish you didn't have to do? Is there something you've always wanted to do but haven't had an opportunity to? Who are the people on the team who are most helpful to you? Is there anyone who is harming your engagement and productivity here? You know, asking those simple questions, similar to questions that you would ask Um, in an exit interview, but this is the prevention. Um, And investing Mm -hmm. in the people that you have so that they see that you truly care about them and their career path. Um, We have one client, I think it's it's a beautiful system. Every year at the employee's um, annual review, Mm -hmm. that employee has to come to that meeting with their professional development plan for the coming year. Mm -hmm. And at that point, the company can decide how much they're willing to invest in that plan. Are are the the goals in line with what the company needs? And if so, then they're willing to make a significant investment. Let's go just for a second back to why are you staying? It's very interesting when you when you analyze emails in in the company. They're mostly negative. They can be. Probably they they need to be more positive, not not just negative. So when when somebody new comes to an old position and go through emails, 
it's it's all all issues problems solving problems nothing about positive aspects of that job that that person right. came to well it's important to recognize not just the big wins in a company or for mm-hmm. an individual but but the little wins along the way you know we are making progress to our goal this is a positive thing take time to think about those every single week and and find something meaningful to say to your people about what's happening positively mm. in the business and in their performance. And don't that... make you don't feel like you have to make it up mm-hmm. because we want to be truthful. Mm. But take the time to really think about that. You know, it's it's not always hitting the end goal, but making progress along the way and recognizing that keeps people energized and engaged. Regarding engaging that hard topic around the world, so I, I mean the USA is, let's say, in a little bit better situation position with around 30% of engaged engaged people. I, I'm talking about Gallup Q12 test, and most of the world, it's it's. I mean, it's just terrible. So I suppose this kind of approach is helping in raising engagement, employee engagement as well. Right. And when you raise engagement, you raise attention. Oh, okay. People who are very engaged with what they're doing generally are not looking to leave. And are not as susceptible to being poached away by another company. And is burnout one of the reasons why employees are running away? (laughs) It absolutely can be, particularly these days when so many companies are struggling to find the help that they need. That burden is landing on the shoulders of their existing employees to pick up the slack when they can't fill a position. Somebody's still got to do that work. Um, So taking a look at the the workloads that you're putting on your people and you know how making sure that it's fairly distributed that people aren't having to work 80 hours a week mm. to accomplish what you've given them and is their workload ro- realistic um, or are you in danger of just completely burning them out and they suppose- really mm-hmm. need to take it on themselves to look at these things on a regular basis and not just assume if if nobody's complained, everything's all right. That's that's a naive way of looking at your business. Are there any other issues regarding leadership? So, like, who owns the pain, ego, ego issues? What, mm-hmm. from your experience, what are the issues regarding the leadership? Well, there's there was a recent study that showed that um, business leaders. Um, often think that they are doing a lot to invest in the professional development of their employees, but the employees are not feeling that. They don't know that. And sometimes it's just a matter of communication. There are benefits and opportunities available that are just unknown to the people working in the organization. So communication is the key to everything, but um, particularly in that area is we're, we're seeing a lot of studies come out that say that there's a gap between what leadership thinks they're providing 
and what their employees think is available to them. And we had the great resignation. So what is the most effective way of recruiting great uh, candidates during that specific? Well, I think we're just going to naturally see people re-engaging with the traditional mm. workforce. Um, we are never going to see the workplace look the same way it did prior to COVID. I think that working remotely and hybrid arrangements is, is always going to be a part of the workplace going forward. But part of what I think happened with the great resignation is people were sitting home or they were they were furloughed or they were working from home and they were thinking about their jobs and thinking, I just can't go back there. There's something missing. Mm -hmm. And at that point, investment accounts were doing really well. People had a cushion maybe. So they said, now's the time for me to take on this passion project that I've always had. I've always wanted to be a chef or I've always wanted to be a pilot or, or whatever that may be. But the reality of those situations, especially now that um, those cushions with healthy investment accounts have uh, disappeared, um, people are having to face the harsh reality of, okay, perhaps I, perhaps the traditional workforce is really where I need it to be. I need to make a living. Um, you know, this, this owning an inn on the coast of Maine isn't as glamorous as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> you know? So um, I think we'll see a lot of re-engagement and, and employers need to be ready um, to jump on those opportunities as they come. And in the, in the process of hiring, so, so now there are a lot of, lot of people happy to get involved in something new. And there are a lot of mistakes employers make when hiring. Can you share some of them? Well, I think some one of the mistakes that employers often make is, is insisting that the candidate be absolutely perfect, that they check every mm. single box, they have every single skill, um, and they spend a lot of time looking at the, the skills and not enough time looking at whether this person really fits on the team. Are they a good fit for the organization? Are, are we, if they, we bring them on board, are we putting them in an environment where they can thrive? Mm -hmm. So paying attention to the cultural fit and maybe having to give up a little bit on the skills. Skills can be taught, values cannot. And if a person's values does not align with those of your organization, then it may never work. They can be as skilled as you could possibly imagine, but it may never work. Um, so I think that's one of the mistakes that is often made. And and making the, I, I think another mistake that people are making is they still have the old way of thinking in hiring is you hire slow, fire fast. Uh -huh. um, we do not have the luxury in this job market of taking six weeks mm. for a screening process. And in many cases, you may have six days mm. because candidates are getting multiple offers. They're getting a lot of perks and benefits and, and a lot of money thrown at them. We do not have the luxury 
of dragging this process out over weeks. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to to shrink our process, but still maintain the quality of the process. So think about ways that, you know, perhaps you've got a series of three interviews with different stakeholders in your organization. Well, that can no longer be bring the bring the candidate in one week, have the first interview, bring them back the next week. No, this this needs to happen the same day. If you've got them in the office or you've got them on Zoom, be ready to just stack those interviews up and and move them through the process. You don't sacrifice the quality, but it significantly speeds up the the decision making process because so, they're just mm-hmm. they're perishable. How does strategic talent management ensure businesses hire from one side, develop and retain from other side exceptional talent? Right. Well, that's what our consulting practice is built on, is solving people challenges. And these are these are very challenging times in the world of people in business. Um, so we often do a lot of coaching on interviewing, helping our clients restructure their process. Uh, we do a lot of work with assessments that help us uncover mm-hmm. whether someone is a good fit for the organization. Um, mm-hmm. We do culture and management studies to to very clearly and definitively define an organization's culture, which then helps us create benchmarks for the types of people that will be most successful in that environment. And succession plan as well. You're covering that as well. Yes. And and we work with a lot of small businesses and family businesses in that area where, you know, the maybe the founder is thinking about retiring in three to five years and they they may have one of their children working in the business with them. Is that is that son or daughter capable of stepping up and continuing their legacy? Well, let's find out. And if not Um, can they be coached? What do they need to be ready to take over? Or do we need to go out and find someone that can be groomed, brought in from the outside and groomed over a period of a few years to mm. to continue that legacy? Yeah. So we help clients answer a lot of those questions. What about your organizational culture? So, I mean, I have, now I have a feeling, but how would you define it? So are you, are you, do, do you, do you create, develop a, a, a long, uh, long-term relationships with, with your clients? What kind of, I suppose you have open communication with them then. Yes. Well, <laughs> we've gay. been in business for over 30 years. Wow. Mm. And and we have clients that are still with us after transferring ownership multiple times. Um, the the new owners see the value in what we bring to the table, so they continue the relationship. So, um I've been with the company for about seven years, um but my business partner is one of the founders and he has clients that he's had relationships with 20 plus years. 
So you are fresh blood. <laughs> so we really know our clients and can can create custom solutions for them that really meet their needs. Every company is different, just like every person is different. There's there's little nuances that make them different and special. Um, so so we help them identify those and then amplify them. Part of what we do at Strategic Talent Management is leadership development. Um, so that may mean one-on-one -on -one coaching. That can be leader a leadership curriculum specific to an, a particular organization. Um, but it's a customized solution based on the needs of the people and the client with which we're working. Um, we're actually working on creating some of that in video form that people can can take in small bites at their own pace. Um, yeah. People are busy, uh, busier than ever. You know, we talked about burnout. So, so making things accessible when people have an extra few minutes and can follow up on you know one of these videos and and just move forward with their career and their professional development. So we try and make those things available as well. If people are interested in learning more about us and our services, we have a, a wealth of resources on our um, on our website, most of which are complimentary. We have a, an extensive interviewing guide there. We have a, an onboarding checklist, just a wealth of resources in all of the areas that, that we touch upon. And that website is strategictalentmgmt.com. So go to the resources page and you can can download many different guides that, that can be helpful in managing your own people. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.